Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hi, Ali. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Um, we're just looking at our little uh, our little Barbie pictures that I made for us, and I'm just I'm so like amused and tickled by them. They're so fun. I'm a Barbie girl <laughs> in a Barbie world. <laughs> not that I'm not, not that I'm ever not in a good mood to record with you, but it put me in like an extra good mood, an even better mood. That's right. Mm-hmm. Me too. I love it. And you were like, "Did you see it? I tagged you. I'm like, "I was in the bathroom. I didn't see anything." <laughs> Which honestly, I, I do. Mo- I do some of my best Twittering in the bathroom. So I was going to say, I did take my phone in there this time. So <laughs> I guess I didn't see it. I was in a hurry because I had to get back and record with you. Yeah. So. <laughs> it was not a leisurely bathroom visit. Let's just say <laughs> well, today I had an idea. We actually have like a pretty positive, we have a non-complaining uh, topic today. Like <laughs> we have, we have a topic that we don't have to get on our soapboxes for super positive and fun like- topic. We were the professional podcasters that we say we are. I used air quotes on that. Um, we would have sound effects that you would hear, like that record scratch, that needle yeah. scratch across the record. Like, <laughs> what did you say? Exactly. You're not complaining? What? Ali and Michelle not what? complaining? Um, but I've recently been thinking a lot about, um, like, the things that I did and the way that I thought and the tools that I used at the beginning of my career. When I first started using WordPress, um, when I didn't, really know what to use all of the time when I didn't have really the money to invest in myself and say like, okay, I'm going to pay for the premium version of this tool because it's worth it. Like I would want to, but I just didn't have the money. And I think that um, a lot of folks who are first starting either in tech or in WordPress or whatever, um, it's so useful to be able to find free or very low cost tools to you know, not only help you build the things that you're trying to build, but just to like run your business, um, just to do the like administrative stuff that you need to do and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I thought we could Absolutely. kind of share, we could share some of those things. Um, mm-hmm. I literally have like an old, old, old blog post. I don't even, I think I wrote it in like 2018 or something um, called the nine business tools I can't live without. So I might update mm. that. Um, to like an updated version. But for now, I'm going to kind of I'm going to reference that because it's helpful. Um, Yeah, I thought we could like share some tool recommendations. um, Yeah. So people can build their own little business stack with some some free or low cost tech tools. Yeah, I think that's great. I um, I started freelancing back in 2013, 2014. So I have to reach kind of far back and some of those tools might not be around anymore. So, <laughs> but for uh, me, I'll, I'll, I'll start. And I will say that yeah. social media, mm-hmm. the free tools that you get with social media. Now I understand we have our, our complaints about social. We definitely have our complaints about Twitter lately, but leveraging social media absolutely upped my game and learning mm-hmm. how to, use the right voice to convey who I am, but in a professional way, because we all know I don't always act that way. Um, (laughs) It was something that really helped me connect. So for customers in the early days when I was freelancing, building websites, um, leveraging Facebook was huge for me because I was able to meet 
local people there that weren't in the tech community, but needed somebody who was in the tech community to help represent them. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. Um, when I first started building websites for people, I used particularly Facebook groups so much. Those were some where I got some of my very first clients that were not like friends, family or recommendations from friends and family. Like I would look for mm -hmm. like solopreneur groups, women in business groups and things like that. And like I made websites for like CPAs and lawyers and, you know, other freelancers, other creatives, because they did their own stuff as freelancers and they needed websites. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And then that I was, I was able to build like a referral stream through there. But interacting in those groups was like, it taught me a lot just in general, but it was also huge mm -hmm. for finding people to hire me for sure. And I, and I, can I add a little pro tip to that is yeah. that people used to ask me, well, what's your niche? Like what kind of websites do you build? And I'd say small business. Yeah. But what's your niche? Like, are you building for like libraries or pet stores? Or I'm like small business. Cause I don't have to know as a web designer, you don't have to know somebody's business in and out to build their website. And bonus, I learned so much about the world by putting the content in that they supplied and double checking and that kind of thing. So I know way more about all those different kinds of businesses than mm -hmm. I ever would have before. So totally. Yeah. I was the exact same way. Like didn't stick to any one type of business because oh, yeah, like I, I, I usually for, because of the, the way that I found those clients, I ended up having um, really entirely my client base were women who worked for themselves or maybe had like one or two employees, but super small businesses or companies of like mm -hmm. one one woman usually. Um, and that that kind of became my niche. I feel like a lot of times you you don't and you don't go out with the intention of having a niche. You find like it mm -hmm. finds you right. The, right, the niche yeah. chooses the wizard, Mr. Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Potterhead, but even I got that. So nice. <laughs> um, what's your next one? So my next one is networking groups. So I joined um, a couple of, you know, kind of paid for networking groups. I didn't do, I can't remember what that one is. That's like something, something international or whatever, but um, BI, BI, business, I think it's called, anyway, um, I joined a local networking group that was just getting started, and the whole idea, and if you don't know one, start one, because if you know people, you can always do that, but the idea was that we had like 20 people, and each one represented a category of business, which nobody else could then join the group for, so mm -hmm. there was a power washer in the group, for example, and there couldn't be two power washers in the group, right, so I ended up working on his social media, and although he already had a website, it was a WordPress website, so I could help him keep it updated. And so he hired me to do those kinds of things. There was a realtor in the group, and I built three realty websites while I was there working for her. So like there was so many different, um, a baker and like I built so many websites for people or helped maintain websites for people who were in that group. Uh, and I was the only person in the group who was a web designer and mm. slash marketing, uh, digital marketing. And so if they had a need or if they had a referral, it had to come to me. It couldn't go to somebody else within the group. Of course, you can always refer to people outside of the group. There's no like, you know, law or anything, but the whole idea is in order to stay in the group, people have to be giving referrals. They have to be referring business to other people, not necessarily always to you, but, uh, you know, 
that you have to if you know somebody that needs power washing you refer to the power washer if you need somebody who's selling a house you refer to that to the realtor that kind of thing um, but I got so much work out of that not only from the group but then from the referrals from the people in the group to people without and then from those people to other people and so it really worked well to create this network of clientele for me that's awesome I'd never heard of a group like that before yeah. And Chambers of Commerce is a great way to start that mm-hmm. too. Chambers of Commerce, don't they don't limit, right? So there could be more than one power washer in a Chamber of Commerce, but also getting involved in attending those meetings shows that you have an interest in helping the other people within the chamber. Yeah. And in your like local community as well. Like mm-hmm. when I started, I wasn't particularly like focused on people in my direct community. Like I was willing to work with people all over, but if what you do yeah. Uh, or just who you are, you want to focus on the local community, a chamber of commerce would be perfect for that because they're local. Yeah, Yep. exactly. It is BI. The one I was thinking of, it's like $500 a year or something to join BI, which is Mm -hmm. um, Business International or BI. Oh, yeah, something like that. Anyway. Um, nope, that's not the right one. Never mind. I take it all back. I'll find it and I'll, and we'll share it out afterwards. Yes. But finding groups like that, um, are important because Mm -hmm. they help you get connected to other people, especially if you're freelancing, which most of us are the early days. So you're spending an awful lot of time alone. Um, and so this actually helps you make those people connections too, which are so important. Yeah, definitely. What's your next one? Um, okay. So like I said, I have like nine, but some of them are kind of outdated. The first one on the list is one that I still use, which is Trello, which mm-hmm. I believe Trello has some paid plans, but it is free to use the grand majority of the features that they offer. Um, and I always liked Trello best because it was super visual and very, it was very simple. Like you, you kind of know what you're looking at right away, which I prefer over something like Asana, which is great for like really complex projects. We have a lot of moving pieces, Um, Mm -hmm. but I used Trello for all of my website projects because I could send it to a client and they could see like the different phases of the project as columns and then the different like individual tasks as cards. It's very linear. It helps me to communicate where we are in the process. And I would always like, like in this blog post that I have, I had created a website for a nutritionist um and she was like a nutritionist kind of lifestyle blogger so she was very into like beautiful looking food and like bright colors and stuff so like her trello board i put like in the background picture like a picture of beautiful little like healthy desserts with fruits and stuff and i would always Mm -hmm. um do that with every client and it i feel like with trello i was able to keep things very simple so that i didn't overwhelm the client with all of this stuff but i was also able to very much like brand it and personalize it to them and kind of go a couple of extra steps to make them feel special and make them excited to actually look at this thing with me and like interact with it um which yeah i love trello and i love that it's easy to um i actually was able hack i was able to get the premium version of trello for many years because i would start a Trello board for a client, invite them to Trello, they would sign up and I would get like a, I think for every person you sign up, you get like a free month or something. Oh, cool. I don't know if that's still a thing that they do, but mm-hmm. for the longest time, I just had like a free premium version of Trello because every client yeah. I brought in gave me, like earned me back that, uh, that money, which was super cool. Um, yeah. yeah, I had a referral code, which mm, I nice. don't even know if I still have, I should look into that. 
Um, you should definitely look into that. Yeah, but Trello is a pretty great one. Um, definitely. I would use Toggle a lot, which T-O-G-G-L, not E, no E at the end. And it is a time tracking software. Oh, I've heard um, of which I think is super important if you are a freelancer and when you're first starting out, I hate tracking my time, but I think that it's really important so that you can really begin to know and understand how long it takes you to do stuff. So that way it helps you plan when you're, for scope, yeah. Helps you plan for scope when a client needs to, you know, get something done within a particular timeline. You can be super realistic about exactly how long that will take you. You don't have to guess or estimate. Um even if you're not charging by the hour, like you want to know how long things are going to take you. Um, yes. And you can like save and organize and categorize every time you input time so that you can see, okay, today this project got this much of my time and this project got that much of my time and you can filter down and say, okay, well this, the design phase of this project took that much time and the development phase of this project took that much time. And it lets you get really granular for basically nothing. I believe they still have, yeah, they still have a free plan. Um, do they even have paid plans? It's a really great site. It's a really great tool. It's way better than just tracking it with your like, your like, uh, your clock app on your phone or something like that. It's super powerful. Uh, what else? Yeah. Google. Does... So I'm gonna, I'm gonna add Google. So yes. Google Sheets, Google, I, I used to pay for Microsoft products. Um, That's before I was on a Mac for sure. But even after I switched from PC to Mac, I was still paying for like the version that worked for me kind of thing. I think there was a way to do it. Anyway, um, I paid for that for a long time and I was paying, I don't know, $100, $200 a year. And it's probably more now, but Google absolutely made it not only able to have documents, have spreadsheets and not pay for that, um, because you can get that with your, you know, for limited for the limited amount of space, but still um, an email and all of that. But it also allowed me to collaborate with people, right? Whereas I couldn't do that with a Microsoft document that was sitting on my laptop. So I could share it with a client. I could share it. You and I, when we first started underrepresented at tech.com, we were sharing spreadsheets and mm -hmm. things like that. So, and we still do have a shared Google drive that we um, share things together on that we need to, to track like, um, sponsorships and things like that but google is such an amazing free tool and yeah. you may get frustrated with google sometimes and you may wonder why you're not ranked on the first page and all of those kinds of things or your clients may but just the fact that they have all of these tools that can mm -hmm. readily be used for free mm -hmm. um is just it really is a gift yeah the google drive suite is ridiculous i use it every single day for everything spreadsheets forms yeah. like i love the google form builder it's not mm -hmm. the best out there but for it just being completely free to use and make as many as you want it's incredible it's how i create my slides is through google drive um i'm pretty sure i use like every thing in that suite obviously I, like i use google docs a lot um yeah it's really incredible i would say that if you are like first starting out um making sure that you have that google account and you have a drive account um but also box like I don't use Box, but a lot of people that I work with, like clients that I have, people that I contract with, insist on, on that's what they use, right? Um, so like the work that I do with LinkedIn, the book that I'm helping edit right now, Super Secret, um, all of that goes through Box. So, and that's free. So it's helpful, I think, sometimes to 
to say, okay, well, I'm going to have this Google Drive account, but I'm also going to just set up a box. I don't have to use it, but I have it so that when somebody wants to collaborate in that way, like I can be flexible and I can, you know, work with them in that way. We hope you're learning a lot from the podcast. If you have any questions or need specialized help making your space more diverse, equitable, or inclusive, book a consulting session, audit, or strategy service with us. Just go to underrepresentedintech.com slash services for more information. Back to the show. What's the next one that I should pick? I'll say wave apps. Oh yeah, definitely WordPress, right? I mean, I WordPress open source, yeah. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> wave apps, yes. Wave apps. Wave That's apps. that was. I took a long time to find a invoicing software that I liked. Like, I think I used PayPal for a little while to send invoices, and I didn't like that because it made me feel sending a PayPal invoice. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, uh, I should preface by saying there's nothing wrong with sending a PayPal invoice. I think if you're using, I think it 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 might some people might not find that as professional an option. I'll say it that way. Um, Mm -hmm. There are other things you can use that will look better to people and that function a little bit better, honestly. I mean, using PayPal for invoicing is handy because it's connected right to your PayPal and you can, you know, take the money out that way. Um, But Wave Apps was the one that I found. It was free when I was using it. I don't know that they have a free option now. but if they do actually wait, their invoicing is still free. Their accounting tools are still free. Um, there's always, always, always going to be processing fees when you're accepting money. You won't find an invoicing tool that doesn't do that. Um, so that is where the cost is going to come in. And then if you need to do any payroll tools, they have advisors that you can talk to and those cost additional fees. But Wave Apps was really incredible for helping me to build really impressive looking invoices and automate them as well. Cause I was, when I was doing all this stuff, I did a lot of um, monthly maintenance for people and had them like on retainer. So I could just mm-hmm. automate it and have it go out, get that payment and not ever have to worry about it. Um, so yeah, I would say if you don't use wave apps, like find a really good solid uh, invoicing tool that you like and that you trust. I never used something like HoneyBook where like everything is all in the same thing because that made me nervous because i was like if i don't like one feature i'm still stuck with the whole account or if if something happens to the company if the company goes under all of my tools that i use are going to be unavailable to me so i liked having my eggs in different baskets um and using different tools for different things so like i would create an uh, a proposal with you know google drive and then create an invoice with wave apps rather than trying to find a program that combines the two, mm-hmm. which I think is a personal preference, but I just found it to be safer and a little bit easier to use. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, and then the last one I'll say is um, sign now, which was really great for getting signatures. I hate getting something that I have to sign and having to use like the Adobe all the Adobe stuff for that, it is the most annoying thing in the whole world to me. Um, and I discovered Sign Now, which is $8 per user per month. And it's just kind of exactly what it sounds like. You upload a document. So like I could create a contract or an agreement, uh, you know, in a Google Doc and then just upload it to Sign Now. And it'll give you the fields that you need to accept 
you know, have somebody put in a date or a name or a signature. Um, and then you just send that to the person via email. They get an email, they click on the email, they sign the thing and the thing is done. Um, there's tons of different contract signing tools out there, but sign now is definitely my favorite. Um, and they have a free trial thing too. So like, if mm -hmm. you don't even want to pay that $8 to check it out, you can, uh, you can use that. Um, yeah, very good tool. Another thing I would add too. So, um, you know, I've done coaching in the past. I charge people money to do coaching. If you can't afford coaching, which if you can't afford it, I highly recommend at least for a portion of your time growing into your business, that coaching is really helpful and ultimately saves you a lot of money and headache because you have somebody who uh, is mentoring you. But if you can't afford coaching, at least find an accountability partner. So having somebody who's a mutual accountability partner, so nobody's exchanging money, but you have a regular meeting, you don't violate it unless it's an absolute emergency. You keep that meeting. Don't, cause it will be so easy, slippery slope. If you start to say, well, I can't make it this week. Cause then the next week somebody can't make it, et cetera. You have to treat it like, like sacred, right? Mm -hmm. But having at least a 30 to 60 minute accountability meeting every other week is enough to help keep you moving forward because somebody who's basically in the same boat as you has maybe experienced some of the issues you have and you're ex you've experienced some of the issues they're having and can give each other some advice and at the very least be an ear and a sounding board to be able to talk through some of those issues. So having an accountability partner, I had an accountability partner. I was a terrible accountability partner for that person because <laughs> I couldn't, could not hold them accountable for what they were doing. But I had a book writing accountability partner when I wrote my book. Mm -hmm. And they checked in with me frequently. They abandoned theirs, but they still wanted to be there for me. And as a result of having somebody who was checking and going, how many chapters are you now? Are you, how close are you to your deadline? And even though my deadline moved because it was my deadline and there was <laughs> nobody else that said I had to be done by a certain period, I, it was mission accomplished at the end. I published a book and it's out there and, you know, I didn't market it. I give it away for free a lot. Like that's, that's neither here nor there because I wasn't looking to make a ton of money off it, but actually finishing it was important. Mm -hmm. And having an accountability partner that you can hold to deadlines for, that you can help problem solve, and that they can give you some advice when you need it and a shoulder to cry on when you need that too, I think is um, super important. But then again, uh, when you can't afford a business coach or afford to pay a mentor, I, uh, I highly recommend that as well. Yeah, 100%. Totally agree. Those Facebook groups that I joined early on, um, I had one or two people that I built accountability relationships with. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really it's really hard to find someone or to, to pair up with somebody where both of you are equally as invested and in. you're going to keep that back and forth because it's 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 super easy to just drop mm -hmm. off. There's there's the consequences are not immediate if you right. just kind of abandon it. Right. But having another person, even just another person who is going through the same struggles as you, if you're working by yourself, if you're alone in your house all day working, you know, if you're frustrated with clients, just to have another person who gets it, right? You don't mm -hmm. have to explain what you're feeling. They just get it. Right. That yeah. for your mental health is a fantastic thing to invest time in, if not money. Yes. Um, especially and at the beginning when you don't have a network of people already around you that you right. know. You have to bring the value and be the value for each other, yes. though, because that's when it becomes easy to say, oh, I can't make it this week is when you're not finding value in the relationship. And if that's the case, dissolve it. 
stay friends, but but say, you know, this isn't working for either one of us and find somebody else because yeah. having an accountability partner or having a coach or a mentor is as important as finding that doctor that you trust to go like to. Like any relationship, it's counsel. it's That's a give right. and take. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So cool. So I think those are some, list. I think those are some good, that's a good list. Uh, yeah, for sure. For people to start with. I'm definitely going to update Absolutely. this old blog post I have and re- repost it. And uh, I might with, write one now. I've never thought to you do should. that. Like share my tools. I will. Because yeah. I would see how people talking about, you know, their their development stack or their yeah. business <laughs> stack. And I'm like, that's such a cool concept. It's a cool idea of like yeah. my toolbox of all the things that I use every day that help me to be successful. And now that I don't, now that I do other things as opposed to building websites and, and developing for people, I do lots of other different sorts of stuff. I still use a lot of these tools, but I also use different tools now. Um, so I think it would yeah. be interesting, even just personally, as an introspective exercise to revamp this this post and like see how how things have changed for me in the, in the last few years. And I'd be super, super uh, excited and interesting to, interested to see yours, considering that you yes. do so many different things, right? Like yes. you, you don't just podcast, right? Like you do an insane number of different things within your various roles that you play in the community. So I'd be super curious to see, you know. Yeah. So at the, the top of my you. list, Google Calendar. If I did not have a calendar that I can reference anywhere online oh my anytime, gosh. my life would be a shambles. So. I've started making my friends put like if we're going to go to like the movie or something, you got to put that on the Google Calendar. Like it has, yeah. <laughs> if it's not on the calendar, yeah. it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write the blog post. I'm going to have the free and then I'm going to have worth investing in because mm. like for me, Zoom is worth is a worthwhile investment. So and your tools have to fit what your needs are. So yeah. maybe Zoom is not a worthwhile investment for you. But if you need to be able to record over an hour, then you need to have something like a Zoom account. So totally. All right. On that, we're going to sign off because I got someplace else to be because my calendar just told me I have to <laughs> two minutes. Love that. All righty. Well, it is a we'll pleasure as week. always. And we'll see you as next always. week. Bye. Bye. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. Yoast SEO. Yoast is your go-to resource for everything SEO. They help you rank your WordPress website and Shopify store. Go to yoast.com to learn more. The Blogsmith. The Blogsmith is a holistic content marketing agency for B2B technology brands that creates data-driven content with a great reader experience. Visit theblogsmith.com to learn more. Thank you so much to our sponsors for this episode. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.